taste sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Head darling, sleeping on the black top Head darling, all right, everybody, welcome to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast, episode number 25. I am Shane Poor, here as always with Christian Gardner. Howdy, howdy. And we've got a special guest in the studio today. Trey Clausen's here with us. Howdy. You going to actually talk today? Maybe. Maybe. You'll get up in the mic like he'll, he was two minutes ago. Yeah, he'll be, as, he'll be asleep over there in just about yeah. a minute. Yeah. If but, that wasn't already proven on our social media whenever we was turkey hunting, him asleep <laughs> over by the trees five minutes in. <laughs> laid out dead i haven't seen this yeah i showed it to you did you mm-hmm. i don't remember it but hide it on instagram story oh He's, okay me and him and landon went yeah i mean he was laid out it was not five minutes out. in we'd been there all Sorry, day 10 minutes we've no, been there all day it hadn't it wasn't even eight o'clock that's hilarious wasn't even eight o'clock well he just getting his beauty rest by god he needs it <laughs> <laughs> But we have a lot to talk about today. We have got a lot of things going on right now. We've got planning for this fall coming up, and we've got prep for this fall and a lot of summer work going on right now on top of fishing and anything else going on. So it's a busy time of year for us, even though it is the off-season. Yeah, it, it there really is no such thing as off-season when it comes to hunting. Well, You're constantly doing something in some fashion. Absolutely. Especially for deer. Yeah. And not only for deer, but for bear hunting as well. You're constantly doing something with dogs or or you know for the bear or whatever yeah always always doing something or at least if you're not physically doing something you're at least planning and figuring what you're going to do next yeah yeah so it's just a never-ending cycle of always doing well and your goal is to always make it just a little bit better for this year than it was last year and right in order to do that the work can't stop exactly as soon as deer season goes goes out in january 1st it's time to start on january 2nd getting ready for the next season yep yeah, if you're serious about it and you're wanting to improve, like yeah. I said, that I like what you said there, improve that key word. Yeah, if you're willing to improve, you're not going to quit. Well, we always want it to get better and better and better and never be satisfied. I mean, right. who doesn't want to kill a bigger deer the next year? I mean, come right. on, right? Exactly. And there's a lot of decisions and a lot of work that plays into that. A lot. And I don't know that we'll ever hit hit the quality of deer that will say all right yeah that's good enough yep, let's just do this from now on yeah no i don't Never. think we're ever gonna get there no probably not no i literally took the other day the house and made a graph i was like all right these are the main properties these are the spots on each property this is what's going here that's what's going there and just sat there and reconfigured and just like a chess match with myself of what should go where and how and what's going to work best when yeah. and where and just a constant yeah. Just a, a battle with yourself and your well, mind of thinking what will work, what won't work. And another great tool to do that with, and we were talking about Onyx earlier and didn't even mention this, is to get an aerial map and be able to look at it and see where your bedding areas are, where your food sources are. Hey, I can stick a food plot back in here, and this is an area that they're traveling through, and it's close to bedding, but it don't have. we can get to it without screwing everything up, and the wind's right for this it's a great tool to be able to find those new places and just to improve your property a little bit more every year right that's that was another thing we had done a lot uh, specifically me and trey work on a couple of our spots we went in and sat on desktop on Mm -hmm. onyx and and exactly like you say went in and looked at some new spots where we hadn't hunted before and looked at the lay of it seen where the where the hills roll yeah you know and it gives you a really good idea 
just of the con- the configuration of the land itself of yeah, what's yeah. feasible in that location you know like yeah. even something super basic is is this feasible for a cornfield well obviously not or feasible for whatever yeah you know you can use it to figure out what you want to do well for and those for the, to those portions and also using your topo map and yeah. stuff really tell what you have to work with before you ever get in there well and another feature that i like you can not only see what's on your property but you can see the layout of all the properties around you yep and see where you're going to be able to pull deer from and where you're going to be able to catch them maybe coming through a corner of your property to get something else pull them this way pull them that way i mean it really helps you manipulate the lay of the land yes i mean 100 percent, it does yep and one thing we used to do um we would print these maps off and lay out like a three to five year plan because you're never going to be able to do everything you want to do all in a single year right or at least i'm not because i've got too many freaking projects that i want to do but we we would lay them out and say phase one is this year we're going to hit a plot here and here do some hinge cutting over here or select cutting over here do some timber stand improvements or something like that and then break it down into phases where this year we've got a list of tasks that we can do and then next year we can build off of those tasks and do these tasks and you can really lay out a four or five year plan if you want to just by getting those maps printed off and really being able to see the property as a whole and work for them there so right no it's it's it has completely changed the game of yeah. how you can go through and prep it's really give you an upper hand on what you can and can't yeah. do and another tool i've been using on it a lot here lately is the measuring tool yes like figuring is, out how big certain chunks are and certain chunks of timber and stuff like that and well not only that but one thing i've been using it for is distances of how far apart your spots your hunting spots yeah. are because you don't want to set up right on top of yourself yeah you'll just hurt yourself you know you get three four hundred yards away from where your other place is like you mentioned you can pull deer from different areas yeah and that's what we was doing at the whitetail ridge property we've been working on where we've got a food plot up on a clover plot up on top of a ridge and a cornfield down in down in the field yeah it's about 300 yards away give or take it ain't really a spot we want to hunt itself because it is kind it's closer than what i want it to be to actually hunt it yeah but there's always been a garden there there it always holds a lot of deer and our think our thought process was you know if we could have a secondary food source there yeah it won't give them a reason to leave and have to look for food yeah if there's food pretty close to the where we're hunting already absolutely so we figured something to work with but there's another holler above us we were looking at we didn't have permission to hunt it but we know who owns it now, it is like six or 700 yards away from where we're hunting. And we done some asking around. Nobody hunts it. Nobody's hunted it in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Beautiful little holler. Just by looking on Onyx, like it's a it's a good pinch point. Because where we're currently on top of the ridge, we can pull deer from our left. Mm-hmm. From the left side of that mountain. And this holler where we're talking about, it's further up and away from us and to the right. And the way it's laid out, we're going to be able to pull deer from the right side of that mountain where normally we wouldn't have deer coming in otherwise yeah we were able to go up there talk to the landowner got permission to hunt it now that's give us nice a second spot there without having to drive yeah an hour away or whatever well and it probably gives you another option if the wind's different exactly because if the wind's bad on the one spot you can go to the other side where the holler is and you're perfect exactly and that's the biggest thing for me is just having multiple options that way you don't blow your one or two decent spots out exactly and that's what i run into last year yeah speaking of uh 
uh, my deer episode coming out here in a minute, or probably this evening, well, probably tomorrow. Yeah, from this airs. Anyways, I'd mentioned that like I hadn't been hunting a whole lot. I'd been bear hunting a lot because I didn't really have any shooters coming anyways. But I didn't have the spots to work with. Yeah. With either it was wind or whatever horses. the case was, or horses. Yeah. <laughs> it just it really it really uh, restricts your options. Yeah. You know, and if in cases like that, that's one little extra option you've got. If the yeah. wind is bad, it's a spot where, in this scenario, not every scenario, but where you don't have to have a lot, you don't have to manage it a lot. It's yeah. something, it's a spot where deer's already traveling there. It's a spot you know you can go as a backup. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this ain't going to work. We're already here. Let's just go up here and set. It's worth, might as well set somewhere. Yeah. This is a better option than setting in a place where the wind is. Have- awful yeah yeah well and with small properties if you go in there and the wind's bad you're going to blow them off that property and they may not come back for a couple weeks exactly and the way our our deer seasons are split up here you may miss say you go in there muzzleloader season which is one of my favorite times to hunt and you blow him out of there he may not come back muzzleloader season's already over yep or rifle season even for that matter we've only got three weeks rifle yep so <laughs> you ain't got a big window, so no, you screw you, it up. You you're taking a big you, chunk of your deer season out. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that was a little unintended onyx plug there, but yeah, uh, but it but it's the truth. I mean, we've always said this. If we're partnered with somebody, it's because we hundred percent believe in their product and can stand behind it, whether they sponsor us or not. Yeah, and onyx is is one of those one well, of those tools. Yeah, I mean, it's so handy to have right there on your phone. That you don't have to go to a desktop desktop computer right. and you don't have to pull up GIS or something like that. Right, it's just so handy. Yeah, you know. Now I'm going to kind of step off of that a little bit. And one thing I wanted to bring up to you is, obviously, Onyx is a great tool for that. For like when you're not at the property, it's a great tool when you're at the property as well. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to get into a little bit is I hadn't seen a whole lot about it out there, but is not drone surveillance, but using a drone to map out those spots as well mm-hmm. so onyx is has a great a great satellite imagery yeah stays pretty up to date but there's nothing like that real-time photo or image you're yeah. getting with a, yeah. with a drone i took the drone up the other day at, at the whitetail ridge property and we was able to look at that new holler and really get a really good feel of what it looked like without ever having to actually step foot on it yeah and one thing i seen the other evening i wish i'd have showed you this before we started the podcast but was as an article on using drones to survey and look at these properties without going in and putting any scent in a property or putting any pressure in there without knowing where bedding areas are and actually walking in there yeah and messing stuff up yeah without knowing i wanted to get your thought on that and what you thought if i don't know that you've tried it no yet. i've absolutely tried it um a couple of years ago when we picked up the new lease down in south carolina there was there's half of that lease that's really easily accessible yeah and the more we worked on it the more we done on it the more we saw that hey there's this whole back side that we can't get to because it was old t- old timber clear cut they replanted pines in they didn't leave any roads through it or anything and right. so you've got a 200 acre lease and 80 acres of it we've never even seen right and so i done the same thing i took my drone down there and took it up and i was able to fly the whole edge of that property because it is kind of narrow, so I was able to work my way around with the gator and that way keep the drone in range. Right. But I was able to survey that whole 80 acres and find 
a couple of holes where we could put tree stands and stuff. We yep. still haven't done it. It's part of the five-year plan to right. make roads in there to get to it. But um, holes where they left little patches of timber and stuff. And, I mean, it's it's thick pines. Yeah. It's very thick pines. And the longer we wait, the longer out it gets, the taller those trees are going to get. They're going to start opening up yeah. in there. And it's really going to be an awesome place to hunt right. at some point. But it may be two or three years down the road but right at least it give us a good idea and there was drainage ditches that come down because we've got this one big creek bottom you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah that's open woods there were certain areas that you would always see deer coming out of and then turning left or right and working up and down this bottom right well flying that drone over i could find those areas and it ended up being long fingers of drainage ditches where they yeah. left hardwoods and now we know where those deer are coming from, and we it kind of let us zone in on their bedding areas, like you say, a little right. bit more, and learn a lot about the land that we had no idea on. Right. Because, I mean, like you say, you can get a decent idea from Onyx, but until you, right. it's just so much better whenever you can see that live footage of it. Right. And it's get little, right above the tree line. And right. So it's a little it. harder to do, this, t- especially this time of year, when everything's full grown yeah. and, and bloomed out. But we still was able to make it work. And one thing I really liked it for was tree stand selection. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting there, you, you can stand from the ground and think, that'll probably be a pretty good angle. We took the other day and took a drone up in, that, in one other spot. You could fly it. you got to be really careful, obviously. But go up and go from tree to tree and kind of get an idea. It's like, okay, it'll yeah. look like this from this angle. Yeah. It'll look like this from this tree. And we went we went back and forth from tree to tree, like looking like which tree is going to give us that best shot opportunity. And the least, the least amount of work of having to cut shooting lanes and so forth will show on. Yeah. You know, the less you have to do, the better off you are for, yeah. the main, for the most part. I agree. And so we took it up, multiple trees, and you could really get an idea of. And I'm glad we done it because the one spot where we put the cornfield, there's an old, I don't know what tree it is, it's an old tree, went up beside it, and I thought that was the one. I was mm-hmm. like, like, it's going to be obvious. When I got up there, like the way the cornfield is, like the way it's turned. Yeah. Once that corn grows up, there's not going to be a shot yeah. unless you cut a hole through the cornfield where they come out of the woods. Let's say you get lucky and he walks around the cornfield. Yeah. So I went over to that next tree and it's like, okay, that's a lot better, a lot better angle. We wouldn't have to go through with actually putting a tree stand up, going through all the process of seeing what it looked like. Yeah. And all the trouble of that. That's one thing I wanted to hit on too, see if... Yeah, so you, what I op- haven't. What no, that's a there. great idea, and I haven't done that. I'd never thought about it. I was like, you know what? This probably would work for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I never even thought about it, really, until I'd seen that article the other mm-hmm. day talking about using drone for, for that type of stuff. And, you know, it, a drone's not a super expensive tool Not to anymore. They've you know, got some really affordable options out there. You don't yeah. have to put $2,000 in a drone anymore. Mm-hmm. You can get a really good drone yeah. for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, two, three hundred bucks, you've got a dang good one now. Like a really good one. And especially if that's what you're using it for, for that type of stuff, perfect. Yeah. You know, if it saves you, you know, two or three hours of having to put a tree stand up. Well, and not only that, it saves you a lot of intrusion. Yep. Because you're laying a lot of scent down when you're climbing trees and putting stands in and doing all that stuff. I mean, anything you can do to minimize the amount of intrusion you put in the woods, the better you are. Right. In my opinion. And And I I know this, this time of year it doesn't matter as much, but... If I can keep from blowing right. that deer off of that land any time, right. that makes me that the it's better. It's gonna off make you feel better. Yeah. 
Which it ain't as bad anyways now, especially <clears throat> with scent crushers technology and stuff. It ain't near as bad. But even with just with their field spray, you know, spraying your boots down and stuff, it ain't as bad. But still, yeah. if you knew for a hundred percent chance, yeah, that you were going to get sweat like crazy anytime I'm right. in a tree stand, especially exactly. in the summertime. So. Exactly. So like, even if if you get an option, like, all right, ninety nine percent chance is you're going to make this happen. All right, using this product, you've you've got a hundred percent chance. You want that extra little bit to know yeah and staying out of those properties like you say and having that less intrusion gives you that little extra bump of security of knowing you're not gonna screw something up yeah especially when you're going after a deer you've worked your butt off for all year long (laughs) i mean (laughs) you want to do everything you can yeah yeah they're already five steps ahead of us let's not right give them any more if we can exactly so well now that we're already into this our first topic was going to be deer season prep so you obviously say you've been planting food plots Kinda. Kinda. Kinda some BS plots, honestly. So, we're talking about the Whitetail Ridge property. That was, that's, that's the primary spot we've got this year. Yeah. And I've wanted to do, we've went in and we put, well, we've put throw and grow plots in and stuff before, like no-till, just went in there and put them up. And they do okay. Like, for what it is, it's something from the, to browse on, you know, there's some yeah. low-level browse stuff like we'd mentioned before anyways. But I've, I still wanted just to try to, you know, go in, tear the ground up, and put in some throw, like a throw and grow mix, and see what it's like with fresh soil being sprayed, you know, actually grow it and see how it does. Yeah. And that's what we done. The main, the main spot on that property is is Ridge One or the Ridge is what we call it. Whitetail Ridge. No, the Ridge. The Ridge. Is that spot that. The stand spot, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So we went in and tilled it up, and we got some spray, sprayed it, kind of done it backwards. We didn't go in like mo- like you're supposed to really, and go and spray two weeks before. Sam would give us some spray where you could spray. Apparently, it's supposed to. I don't. You probably know what I'm talking about. It's a spray like you can spray after you've planted that kills your weed stuff, but don't kill like grasses and clover and stuff. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Sam gave it to us. Um, uh, it's something that's like obviously it's not your first choice yeah but it's, like it's not roundup work. it's um no it ain't roundup because roundup would kill everything really. yeah um with the a maybe no if you hadn't asked i know but anyway it's one of those things like it's not your first choice your your first option is to do it right just spray it two weeks before then go in and tear it up and do go so yeah. forth so on but we knew these rainstorms was coming in, went ahead and just knocked it out. Wasn't crossbow, it's, was it? No, it wasn't crossbow. Because hmm. I think crossbow will kill. Broadleaf, but it won't kill grasses. And woody, it'll kill woody. Yeah. But anyways, we went in and, and tore it up. Well, we deeded it because I'd actually frost seeded the ridge, you know, back in the winter. And it was doing pretty good for what it was i mean what'd you have coming up clover or clover and rye i got you the clover didn't do as good up there because there was some weeds and stuff up there anyways yeah now the rye grasses were dang a foot tall i mean yeah. the rye grasses were doing really good but you know went in just mowed it all off and completely took it down to bare dirt made it look good yeah cast some seed and so forth so on it's doing pretty good what you've got a microphone son say what yeah, you're speak thinking up what yeah what'd you got to say oh i was just saying that you about didn't want to mow down the rye 
Yeah, I almost didn't. I thought about, like, should we not do this? Because it ain't terrible. Maybe if we go in here and just mow it. Yeah. And maybe the clover has a chance. But I was like, you know what? We already have the stuff. Let's just tear it up, put it in here fresh, and see how it does. Yeah. It's more or less an experiment at this point. This yeah. spot is. But then we just talked about the cornfield we put in down there. It's just eight rows of corn. Went down there, done the same thing, just tore it up. Just something basic just to have a secondary food source. Yeah. Just to have there. Because they're coming down there anyways for the most part. They come down there and eat the grass in that field, but there's something little extra there. Yeah, all it was. And then we've got a handful of other properties, and the biggest thing we we put we went to another road bed or two and put in another throw and grow plot just yeah. to see how it does. But the biggest thing we've been working on is the Big and J Mineral sites. Mm-hmm. That has been the number one go to that we've been doing. We put in put in some mineral, you know, back in the winter. Yeah, and with Big and J's mineral, you've got head rush legit and and dig it that's you, that's your three main ones and all of those if you to use it correctly you're not supposed to put it out more than it says six to eight weeks yeah we found about seven weeks is is, is a good, good yeah figure. i mean so it's been about that long so we went in and just come, went in you know scraped a big dirt patch really yeah and freshened up all our mineral sites because Got antler growth to th- antler growth to think about right now. Yep. And mama's nursing mama's. babies. And we have got some big does. Yeah, they should be dropping right any time if they hadn't already dropped. We've got two or three there at Whitetail Ridge property. A couple in Tennessee. That's yeah. That one, she is humongous. She may have twins <laughs> or triplets. She's big. Yeah. That picture I sent you the other day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's bigger than her. That's awesome. Like she's humongous, but. It has been nonstop every couple, I mean, every day doing something to yeah. that nature at all these spots, naming them, figuring out what blind we're going to put in or what tree stand, and it's just been nonstop. We're going to have a really good episode coming out with it. Yeah, and yeah, with the food plot prep and all that stuff. Right. Last year's was a good one. Yeah. I think this year's going to be even better because you've been doing some deer prep and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Most of what we've been doing is our big fields right now, um, getting the big patches of corn and soybeans planted. Um I usually leave my smaller patches until first part of August, and then I'll put in that stuff. But I'm mostly planting stuff like brassicas and turnips and stuff like that. Right. And so we use our our big fields for early planting, and we'll go in in August and do our late planting. So yeah. But I'm doing the same as you, um, doing mineral sites, keeping those things running. We've had them running all year. I mean, our stuff stays running year round anyway. So right. Um, feed stations still been running. We didn't really do any turkey hunting on this farm so they stayed running all year long anyway yeah. so it's just keeping out protein keeping out bb squared keeping out corn just all yeah. of that stuff just trying to keep the herd here and right like you say keep them fat and happy and i mean these deer if we quit feeding they'd probably starve to death because they're so used, <laughs> yeah, to, they're it just used to it yeah they just hit pile to pile to feeder to pile to feeder to feeder to pile i mean right. it's just it's the way they do it but they're happy they're healthy ain't a lot more you can ask for have you noticed any antler growth on this farm yet much? I honestly bumps i honestly have five tacticams out right now on this farm yeah and every one of them have had dead batteries since the beginning of turkey season really still yep, still they're all turned on they're every one of them i'm getting charged every month for them and every one of them's batteries dead the only camera that i have running right now is on my driveway Really? Yep, that is the only one that's got oh. a fresh set of batteries. And I get probably 20 pictures of deer a day because right there 
where I put that camera yeah. apparently is a major crossing. Yeah. <laughs> so I get them in. But I haven't seen any horn growth on my driveway cam. None yet. On that. None yet. I do have a coyote that's moved in. So Ah, we've got yeah. one of them, two of them. Well, they don't last very long here. They move in and then we escort them on back out. So Yeah. That'll be tasked for the next week or so. Yeah. Now that Parker's out of school and we've got a little more time on our hands. Yeah. We'll go knock a coyote in the head. Yeah, we're doing the same thing we've got. I mean, there's, I went back and pulled a card on the Whitetail Ridge property, and we had a couple turkeys back in there, like, that didn't come across yeah. on a set on cell yeah. that was sending when the batteries got super low and I didn't go back and change them. Yeah. Pulled the card, and there was a couple of jakes and stuff that was in there, so... Well, and so there's turkeys back in there, but there's now also two coons in there since we've been since we got the mineral out and stuff. Got it. So fat coons too. It is not trapping season. It's right not now. trapping season, but we're gonna have to do some stuff when it comes time to do so. Yeah, when it comes time, you gotta knock them in the head. Yep. Because they'll eat those turkey eggs in a heartbeat. Yep. And we've had a, a nice gobbler. I was showing you the video of him just yeah, a little yeah. while ago. We've got a nice gobbler up at the house running around and three or four hens in the field nesting. I've been working on some different stuff to help with the nesting and hopefully help with poult growth this year. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I was talking to a guy today that's on one of the boards for, I'm not sure exactly what this board is called, but apparently they vote on the changing the season dates and stuff for the resource commission. Yeah. And he was talking about the, all this rain we've been having. I mean, it's rained nonstop for a week. And this is going to be terrible for the baby turkeys this year because – right now is when the nest should be hatching off right and i mean all this rain's terrible for nest production i mean they're saying they're predicting this one being one of the worst nesting years that we've had probably in the last five years and we've had terrible nesting years yeah it ain't been good at all all this rain's not helping us at Mm. all only thing it has helped is we timed it right for the food plots and that's it yeah i mean couldn't ask any better for that but as far as like say for for the, hatch season the it, turkey population's good. just had a terrible terrible go up here and i mean yeah. i was talking to him about it and was saying they may have to we were talking about potentially starting back some uh restocking efforts yeah and he said as of right now the wildlife's position is if they don't make it this time because they that's how the turkeys got started back in this area right was a really 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 intense restocking program right but right now as of right now the wildlife position is if they can't if they get to the point where they need restocked and they can't make it in this area they're not doing another restocking program gotcha that sucks that's big i mean suck. that's bad but they may change their mind in four or five years with some pressure from it'll quit in just a minute i'd have got one of them turned off Oh, I thought she was answering it. No, I was just going to hit the <laughs> FU button on it. But yeah, that only worked on one of them. for one handset. But yeah, that, I mean, that sucks for us up here because basically it'll end up being you can't hunt west of a certain line or something yep. like that. And Well, dad gum. Well, 
Well, we ain't getting no crappie. No crappie. No said. crappie on the truck. They have died. He said it three <laughs> times. Died. What do you order some for the pond? Apparently. I wonder when we were supposed to pick those up. <laughs> I hope he's not sitting up there waiting on us. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Lordy. Well, I think with that, we're going to go into our first break. <laughs> yeah. I think that carried us far enough. But yeah. The crappie have died, guys. Crappie have died. So we will be news. back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? You get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax address where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property. Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. Well, heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. And we are back. We are done mourning the loss of the crappy and we're back yes. talking hunting season prep. And so we've talked about the deer season prep. Let's jump into the bear season. What do you guys been had going on on the bear hunting side? A lot. A lot, a lot. Like right now people's getting ready to start training their dogs a lot yeah trying to run some bear but in order to do that you got to have bear yeah so that's turned into baiting for bear yeah you know, in north carolina you can bait for bear it is legal but it can't be it has to be non-processed foods yeah you know, it has to be natural bait yep like corn peanuts apples anything right. like that right and so we've been out putting out roll barrels mm-hmm. and uh a lot you know before and a lot of people still do it just put out big 55 gallon barrels cut a hole in it yeah let them go at it well we've talked about it and it's kind of i don't know it's it's kind of a what am i getting that i don't know i don't either went blank i had a thought and then i transferred into another thought oh lord there you yeah, go thinking going, again. yeah i know it's bad we don't think on this podcast we shoot from the hip you know that i know i don't know why i tried i don't know no we biggest thing is with those big barrels well the barrels with the hulk in them they can just dig at them. They can lay there with them and just eat and yeah. eat and eat. That's great if you've got enough food to go around for months at a time. And right now, with peanuts being over well, 40 cents a pound. Everything's ridiculously high right now, and it's just going to go up with the price of fertilizer and everything else. Fertilize and fuel. Yeah. We just got a, they're going to get a shipment of peanuts tomorrow, and it was nearly 40, it was like 41 cents a pound. Mm-hmm. And they're getting like 8 ton or something. Like, it, it was yeah expensive it's high super expensive like way like way more than it has been and they, we were talking to the farmers the other day on the phone and they're like boys like if you're going to want to get it like get it now because yeah well the longer chances it goes, are you ain't going to get it in the fall well and if you do get it in the fall they're talking about gas prices going up to ten dollars a gallon exactly fuel prices going to ten dollars a gallon yep and not to mention there's a shortage of def fluid we don't yep. get into politics and world right. events on this poly podcast but polycast polycast but we're going to get into it there's an exhaust uh, shortage of exhaust fluid mm-hmm. and all of these big row crop, crop farmers are using tractors that require it yep and when they start running out the price is going to just go up and up yep. and up and that's just one more thing that the farmers are going to have to pay for right and it's not only that i mean the farmers are protesting right now they're we were talking to those guys and they said too like 90 percent of the farmers in the u.s are like 
purposely doing less than what they're normally doing as to show them, look, we can hurt this just as much as you do. Yeah. Because they've got to do something because they're going to be running if they don't. Well, and the problem is this is a fixable situation. Right. The government is causing this. Yep. And they can say, they can blame it on Russia or blame it on whoever. Right. But this is a fixable situation. We're yep. not going to get into politics here, but it's just, it's going to. It's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit. And it's, it shit rolls downhill. Yep. And it's going to land right on our heads. Yep. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yep. And that comes back to full circle while we're doing what we're doing. Yep. I mean, we went in. Instead, took out these barrels. We're putting in roll barrels. Yep. All it is is it's still your 55 gallon barrel, but instead of having you know a, a six inch by six inch square hole from to dig into, you've got about a two inch by two inch circle that's at the bottom of the barrel, and the barrel is chained to a tree. They have to roll the barrel around to get the feet out. They have to work for it. It's still there. They're still getting something out of it, but it keeps them there. They can't eat as much. If they want that much, they've got to stay there that yeah, much they, longer. Yeah, they're going to have to stay there longer. And they'll say you save a ton of peanuts and corn that way. Yeah, a ton, absolutely. And that's what we've moved about all of our baits to. You know, Joe and them guys, and then so was Sam. I mean, yeah, it's about the well, best way to go. It's a similar thing that what we've done on some of our properties up the road here that we can access as easy, putting in big spinner feeders. Yep, that have these huge, like heavy duty cages on the bottom of them, staking them down to the ground and. That way, if a bear comes in, if you've just got feed poured out on the ground, the bear's going to lay there until he eats every freaking bit of it. Yep. Well, now we've got a time-controlled feeding. Yep. And if a bear comes in there, he may get that one feeding's corn, but at least he's not going to lay there and eat 50 pounds. Right. And this kind of goes back to Matthew in our deer season prep video we just put out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We need to get Matthew in here to talk about it. He was, you know, experimenting with that. With his spinning feeder, like he yeah. set it on like the lowest setting, because if there's something there, the animals are gonna show up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, if you and can get them there, they'll still come back, even if they're just a little bit. Like even when you, if you've run out of feed, I'm sure anybody that's baited has, you can tell. Like even when there's no bait left, like they'll come and they'll pile the ground up, trying yeah, to get that coming. little bit that's left. Well, and just checking it and seeing right. what. And I find this time of year, like during deer season, I'll set it to go off. Like, if I'm using a spinner feeder in South Carolina or somewhere like that, I'll set them to go off an hour before dark and, like, 30 minutes after daylight. Kind of get right. the animals on a cycle of coming in during the daylight. But this time of year, I'll shorten the spin time. So, instead of having it spin for 10 seconds, I'll shorten it down to three. Right. But instead of only having two feed times, I'll make it do it like five times a day. Right. And that way, if you do have a bear come in, there's not as much on the ground. He'll eat it and then move off. Right. And then an hour or two later, the feeder kicks right back on and your deer have some food on the ground. Right. So, I mean, you, especially around here, you've got to adjust your practices. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're if you're not bear hunting, you're not going to steer away from bear hunting, you've got to do something like yeah. that to keep the bear, you know, keep the bear at bay kind well of. yeah i mean they're here they're not going anywhere no and you've got to work with them work around them right i mean I, <laughs> those feeders i bought i bought them at academy and they have these big like thick cages on them mm-hmm. and i was like i gotta figure out if these things are gonna be bear proof or not i was literally on the ground underneath them and i grabbed the cage and was doing pull-ups and shaking them as hard as i can to see if i could rip the cage out of them yeah and couldn't rip it out i mean they're they're sturdy and they hold 600 pounds 
Heck and yeah. I've got two foot long stakes with big U's on them that I yeah. drive them into the ground and hold them to the ground with. I mean, it ain't going nowhere. Hopefully, it ain't going nowhere. If the right ain't bear nowhere. comes through, I'm pretty sure he can move the earth. But yeah, so you've got to have the right one. But as long as we don't exactly. have one in big five hundos come through, we'll be <laughs> yeah. in, we'll be in good shape. Exactly right. But but, but yeah, we've we've been getting into into prepping for bear season as well. Well, and we? you posted some videos the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you last guys, couple of days? Yeah doing some work with the barrels and stuff like that and yep try to show that roll barrel show you kind of show people kind of what it looks like because there's a lot of people that have no clue yeah i mean people that's bear hunted a long time like i don't i wouldn't really necessarily call it ignorance but it's just just the pure fact of just not knowing yeah. like they just like dang why didn't we think of that you know i mean i had no clue until i started hearing some of these old timers talking about it, like that's yeah. the best way to do it but there's a lot of people that just don't know yeah and right now like say it's your best interest to save all you can because it's yeah. going to be hard to get a hold of if you're planning on planning on baiting yeah you know and and we're baiting right now so we can start training dogs um we had some bear come in last night that, i saw that, that one was a big yeah, one that, there's a hefty. couple good ones right now you've got you know more boar bears yeah coming to bait right now for the sow start coming in with their cubs yeah and right now, them boars are pretty aggressive. So, well, and speaking of sowing cubs, I just showed you a video one of my buddies posted on Facebook. Yeah, that was a, a surveillance camera on his house, and they had the door open, and it was a sow and two of last year's cubs, and they walked right up to the door and started to walk in the house, and his yep. dog, uh, basically tried to attack the bears and run yeah. them out of the house and he, he run them out of the house but that mama bear was ready to fight nearly got him yeah she she was there to fight yeah we're going to talk to him see if we can post it on our social yeah y'all want to see that I yeah mean, that was a really cool video that's a perfect video a perfect example of why we hunt bear yep because if you don't hunt them they're going to be coming in your house yeah. they don't care no they don't care i was uh actually in that instance they got lucky and the dog didn't get killed yeah. it's a wonder what are you going to do when the bear starts coming in your house and your dog does get killed? Well, and it do make it in your house. We had a guy in the shop. It do not, make it in your it house. It do make it in your house. <laughs> it do make it in it your do, house. It do, it do, it <laughs> do. Anyway, sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Back no, to your we had a guy in the shop not too long ago that was talking about he's killed two in his kitchen. I believe it. Like two bear in his kitchen. Yep. He leaves the door open and cooks. And he's had two separate bears come in the kitchen and freak out because yep. i mean it's in a enclosed quarter close yeah. quarters and and he he carries of course and yeah he ended up shooting two of them the first one he said the game warden was pretty cool on it it's like it is what it is thank you for calling us we'll get rid of the bear and do whatever right. the second one he said he got an ass chewing by the game warden he said really yeah he said one time's an accident second time close your damn door like you know right. better you've already had this problem because right. apparently it wasn't just a couple weeks apart when it happened right so yeah he he took out two bears in his kitchen true but i mean uh, that's loss one of thing. Ha- loss of habitat and population explosion. what do you do want to do i mean it, it's there's a lot of bear around to here. argue there i mean and there's there's a lot of development going on in this area yep and I mean, once again, it's, back in the politics, commissioners won't control the development. Nobody in the local government will control the development. Nope. Everything's getting run out of its house and home. Yep. And it, they got to go somewhere. Yep. So it's part of part of life in the mountains. They're gonna have to either control the development or get used to animals yep. crawling in their house with them. Yep. Cause and if they want to keep pushing, no hunting, no bear hunting, no hunting with hounds. Yeah. Just gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse and worse. Well, anytime. Anytime you have population growth like we've had and you don't have something to keep it in check, 
Mother Nature's going to do it herself. Yep. And you're talking about a massive die-off and disease and stuff, and you don't yep. know what it's, when it's going to spread from the bear population to deer or domestic animals right. or what. They don't know. And it could be a really, really disastrous thing for this area yep. if they don't just shut their mouth and let people hunt. Yep. But, so it's what it is. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole different rant <laughs> yeah. we probably don't need to get into. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, gosh. So bear season training season's coming it's up. It's coming. That's going to be the nighttime training? A lot of guys will do nighttime training. You, know, you, can, you can train on private land. You can't. Cane on public. You yeah. Know, I think public training isn't allowed till like August, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but it, it's it's farther on. It's along. later on in the summer, yeah. Right. And a lot of guys will do early, early morning, you know, turn loose, start training. Yeah. And obviously there's no harvesting of any animals. It's just running, getting your dogs trained up. And a lot of guys will run at night it's because cooler. it's cooler. Yeah, it's easier on the dogs. Way easier. So yeah. that's getting ready to go on hard and... I just got myself into a mess with two dogs. So. That's what you were saying. Yeah, I got me two new pups. Got a registered little blue tick and a <coughs> low, low plot mix. It's a plot and blue tick mix. How Three. old are they? Uh, blue tick six weeks. I think the plot is eight or nine weeks. So they're little. Puppies. They're they're little. But now that black and we actually posted the video. I posted a video of them on social the other evening. Them playing on the porch. Yeah. And they that little black and little black plot is mean. It ain't mean. It? It's going to make for a good bear dog, I think. Yeah. It's, it's showing really good potential anyways for it being that young. Yeah. it tra- We actually, whenever Cote had killed his turkey, brought it over, and we, didn't, we took pictures of it and stuff. Sam had took and drug it out, or got everything off of it and drug it and threw it off in the holler. Yeah. Disposed of the carcass, and 20 minutes later, that dog was out there tracking it up and found it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> didn't see it, had no idea, I mean, didn't but see it. But it's got it. a good nose on him. Yeah, it's got a good nose on him. It come from two dogs that were good. It was an accidental breeding, but both dogs, they know, was dang good dogs yeah so it's got potential to be a good one i think it'll i don't know they're they're too young to really know but yeah i think it'll it'll probably do better than the blue tick will but the blue tick come from a good line of dogs yeah uh the mama come out from sam and them's blue tick she was a dang good coon dog she'd run a bear and then the the data daddy of them was mike austin's blue tick and it it was a dang it's a dang good bear dog people talk about it around here a lot yeah so it's got potential to be a good one too. Heck yeah! But I'd rather have two than one, anyways. I mean, keep each other company. Well, yeah, and learn together. Yeah, yeah. So. It just makes it easier, and they won't be big enough to hunt this season, probably. No, next I mean, season. Next season it'll be all night. It'll be on. just training and trying them out. Yeah, yeah. Get them on some coons and stuff later as fall. You know, just yeah. Easing them into it and coons are the best thing because it's the easiest way to learn them that something goes up. Yeah, you yep. can leave it in like a box trap. Use your string, take it up and down, and that's the easiest way to learn pups. I got gotcha, you. I yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah, we've had Sam talk about that. Oh, him yes. And Travis. Oh, yeah, the stories I used to do when I was training yeah. dogs and stuff. Yeah, who's going to pull it out and put the leash yeah, on, who's gonna the leash collar up, on it? Yeah, yeah. who's going to put a collar on a coon? <laughs> Shoot. I'll never forget the first time I put a collar on. That is the scariest time of my life. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because they're not real happy when they're in those traps anyway. Yeah. Mm, no. Mm mm. Yeah, you kind of do that now. Yeah, that's like a new new. Yeah, but they've they had done it before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was some bootleg stuff going on around places. Hey, I mean, you can't argue with the results. You can't. I mean, it you works. Can't. It works. It may not be 
the most humane thing that's ever been done, but it works. No. I mean, it no. made for some dang good training dogs. It did. It so. definitely did. People still talk about them dogs that was trained that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at Buddy. I mean, I don't know if y'all know him, but... I've heard of that dog. There were some dogs way back when, whenever that was going on, when Travis and Sam was in their prime. Yeah. Doing that type of stuff, and he's young. They had some dang good dogs come out that way. Yeah. I mean... Sorry, my head's itching. Oh, you're good. Had to adjust here. But no, we've we've got a lot of work to do, and it's going to make for some dang good video. Want to be able to show these pup, you know, show the whole process. Yeah, we've been wanting to do that for a while. Yeah, show the process of training bear dogs from from pups, and show what kind of process leads into it, and how much work there is involved. Yeah, you know, and now I've got two of my own. It'll be a lot easier because I'll be right there. Exactly, I you can, can just document it, show exactly. what's going yep. on, show the process, and I've got some of the best dog handlers in the world as relatives that's willing to help so yeah so it'll make for some good video yeah down the line well, and then also speaking of dogs yeah i dove got off you a dog the freaking deep end lost my damn minds what i've done <laughs> yeah that freaking dog i bought a bird dog, a bird I, dog. we've been wanting to get in get into bird hunting pretty heavy i've got some buddies that like to bird hunt a lot and now that we're kind of out of the christmas tree business and just doing shrubbery i figured it'd be a perfect time to start buying bobwhite quail and reintroducing them on the farm and stuff we yeah. used to have several around here yeah and so we're going to start buying quail and turn them loose and i thought well if we've got the birds why not have a dog and let's get us a pointer and he can run and point and we can flush them and i mean we probably ain't gonna shoot none of them nothing right. like that but it'd just be something interesting interesting to do right and so i went and bought an english pointer i researched every type i always wanted an irish setter i just think yeah. they're beautiful dogs they are um the more i research into setters you've got to be really really careful who you get them from because they've became a boutique breed of dog yep. and they've basically bred all the brains out of them yeah they from what i'm reading a lot of them so much inbreeding going on and stuff trying to yep. make the prettiest dog possible that they're dumber in a box shit yeah i mean just to put yep. it blunt yep. and the english pointer is not a, as pretty of a dog or more of a yeah just smack it yeah i know it, whatever absolutely between you and trey it's all right fun yeah, there's a but, fly over here and it's killing me well kill it yeah that's what, what we do on? we kill stuff yeah i've been wanting to get one of those uh <laughs> bug assault guns oh that yes. shoot salt like shoot the salt we saw them things at gander when i worked there and yeah those things be, were awesome yeah but you got to get the like rock salt, that big yeah, salt. Yeah, yeah, big works, salt. So. Oh yeah, I mean they're a lot more accurate than you'd ever think. But they'd be salt all over this. There this office. <laughs> they'd be salt <laughs> everywhere. Ding, ding, ding. We'd be shooting each other with it. Probably. They leave right. a freaking welt too. Yeah, yeah, and it burns. Yeah, it's like shooting somebody with a rock salt and a shotgun shell. Yeah. You ever heard of people doing that, mm -hmm. pulling the lead shot out of it and loading it with Load rock salt? salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Burn your butter. <laughs> yeah, you dang right. People used to do that for, speaking of running bear off stuff, and bear population was rough in some parts. I mean, that's what people do. Yeah. Shoot them with a the rock. I mean, it wouldn't kill them. Just, it'd just run them out of there. Yeah, it'd just burn them up real good. Mm -hmm. I prefer a slingshot, though. Oh, yeah, like you and that. your slingshot. Yeah, I'm more of a holistic approach there. Yeah. Getting real close to the game. But All right, we've Anyways. took a yeah. <laughs> complete Back turn. to the dog. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a pup. He was nine weeks old when we got him, and he's nothing but teeth and energy. I mean, oh, he's yes. bird dogs are notoriously energetic anyway. They just they they don't have a motor that quits. It's just right. going nonstop. 
And this little joker, he wants to chew everything. The only good thing about him is he don't have an attention span long enough to chew anything long enough to uh. damage it. He'll chew it like three <laughs> times and be like, oh, over here, oh, over there, oh, over here. Yeah. So we've got a lot of focus issues we're right. really going to have to work on. But I think he's from phenomenal bloodlines. It, if you look at his family trees on both sides, like the number of national champion bird dogs in his family tree is ridiculous. And he comes from some world-renowned bloodlines. I started researching his bloodlines on the internet, and it it was like, holy crap! This yeah. dog is has way more potential than what I'm ever going to be able to bring out of yeah. him. I mean, he really does. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. The guy said you don't need to send him to a trainer for just hunting if you're not doing field trials and stuff. Right. For just hunting, like he'll start pointing on his own. Yep. I have trained duck dogs i have never trained pointers yeah i'm still not 100 percent sure i'm not going to send him to a trainer and just have some general stuff worked with him right when he gets up about six months old or something like that yeah because there are some really really good bird dog trainers in the east coast of north carolina yeah that's a big thing down there still yeah so but we're working on him Right now, we're just working on calming his ass down a little bit and yeah. getting him to retrieve and stuff. And he will retrieve. He loves to retrieve. But he'll retrieve and he'll bring it back to you. But then he's like, he wants to play. He wants to try to keep it from you. Right. So we're still, we're working. But yeah. he's. He's just young. He just yeah, he's just a little pup. So he's got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. And it gives us something to do. And give, pretty. God, he's pretty. Yeah, he's very pretty. And quiet. Son, he won't bark hardly yeah. at all. What you heard him bark today yeah. is the most I've heard him bark since we got him. He's mm-hmm. just, he will not bark. I mean, which I guess those dogs are trained not to be loud. They're trained yeah. to sneak up on it and point and stop, and then you flush the bird. Yep. So it's something to do. We got plenty to do this summer as if we oh. needed another hobby. Yeah, if we needed more to put more money into in time. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. absolutely. It'll be a lot it'll of fun. It'll be a great time. And speaking of this summer, we have an event coming up here that we wanted to get into real yes, quick. Yes, it's annual deal. That, speaking of the 25th podcast, it'll be the 25th annual Kids Fishing Day. Is it the 25th? Yes, the 25th. I looked at it last night. Last year was the 24th. Yep. And it's, it's coming up, June, June 18th. June 18th. It's Father's Day weekend. It will be here at Mountaineer Equipment, Mountaineer Outfitters. This big old pond we got in front of the building here. Yep, held by the High Country Sportsman's Coalition. Yep. We'll be here in some fashion. We'll be filming anyways. You'll be here. I'll be here filming anyways. Shane's going to be gone. He's I'm taking off. rather disappointed in myself. I did not look at the calendar close enough when we were scheduling the beach trip. And this will be the first one I've ever missed. Really? The first one I've not been to. Out of 25? Out of 25. The first one. I'm 24 for 24 so far. This will be the first one I missed. Dang. Yeah. It kind of hurt my heart a little bit whenever I saw I that guarantee I wasn't going to be here. Because, I mean... I grew up on the hill right Yeah, here. I mean, you grew up And here. before we owned this property, the previous owners let them have it here. And right. we used to camp on top of the hill and yeah. fish it. And then when we were fortunate enough to buy the property, then we had to be here. Right. So, yeah, this will be the first time I've ever missed one. Dang. Yeah. When are you leaving? Right, right. On Thursday. The Thursday before. Thursday so. before. Dang. So, yeah. We're trying to – we decided to dive off into the – very southern part of florida on a vacation this year because the person that booked the trip don't own a map and so we went from a 
eight hour drive or a nine hour drive to a twelve to thirteen hour drive. Yeah, I was about to say what happened to Alabama. I thought yeah. that's where he was going. Well, we before. we decided to go on around the Gulf a little bit and ah. try somewhere near new and one of the persons in the party always does the booking, she couldn't find a house that suited her. Ah. And so she started working her way south and she found a house that suited her. And so she's Boy, like well, it's just right there. It's right beside it. And we got to looking. <laughs> yeah. And it was three hours south of the area that we yeah. were trying to go before. But it's in a place. It's got phenomenal fishing. I mean, yeah. it's known all over the world for the fishing. So, and we're taking two boats down there. We're taking a big boat to run offshore and then my boat to run inshore. So, yeah. I mean, we we'll have plenty to do. But you, well, time. yeah, but we're pulling a 30 foot boat 12 and a half, 13 hours. I mean, yeah, with guys with fuel prices, yeah, fuel prices climbing by the day. I mean, yeah, they're claiming, like you say, eight, ten dollars a gallon. Yeah, hopefully that don't happen because we're going in just a couple weeks. Hopefully that don't happen by then. I don't think it'll be that bad. I was telling dad, I was going to go back here and get one of them methanol barrels, one of them 55 gallon drums. Yeah, clean it out and go up there and go ahead and fill it up with diesel fuel. Yeah, put it in the bed of the damn truck, and that way I've got enough fuel to get me there and back. Because, I mean, it's just, it could get crazy by the end of the summer. But, but yeah, so Kids Fishing Day, we got completely off on a tangent again. Uh, yeah, completely. Yeah. Kids Fishing Day, June 18th, High Country Sportsman's Coalition. They're yep. going to be fishing for the kids. They've got rods. If you don't have a fishing rod, don't let that stop you. They've yep. got rods and reels they here. Got they got bait. They're having archery shoot, BB gun shoot. They're going to have raffles gun raffles and stuff they've bought several guns from Plenty here at Mountain outfitters and tons of food yep they're gonna have burgers and hot dogs and always some other stuff as well yep. i mean it's a good time it really it's a great is time. it's a lot of fun it's, it's an awesome event they throw i mean we've talked about it a hundred yeah blue million thousand times so i won't quit talking about it I mean, well and they stock the pond full of fish i mean yeah. every kid there usually catches four or five anyway yeah they some kids catch their limit. I mean, yeah, I'm about to say, I don't know that I've ever. Limit, but I don't think I ever went to it as a kid and didn't catch something. Yeah, ever. I mean, well, not every child is a professional angler like you are, Christian. Yeah, I know. What can I say? I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> Can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's rolling his eyes over. There. I've never been to it. Well, you're kidding me. No. June the eighteenth, son, is your time to shine. Yeah. You, you gotta, gotta have, be over here. You gotta have a North Carolina fishing license, I say. He just got that anyways. Oh, okay. Well then come yeah. on. I How old are you? Thirteen. Fourteen. Still under it. It's still age. It's yeah, sixteen. He, he right? probably don't have to, yeah. So Yeah. You better be here. Yeah. If nothing You'd else, you can help Chris. <laughs> Last year we were here filming and we got the big idea we'd fly the drone around the <laughs> pond. <laughs> And oh, there was this one freaking redneck that tried to hook the damn drone. We got yep. video. I mean, you can yeah. see him like snatch the reel away from in the, the kid. Ep- the kid's fishing day. Yeah. So you can see him. Why? Yeah. And the, <laughs> the thing goes right by the drone. If he would have hooked that drone. Oh, God. I'd have probably threw his ass in the pond. I'd have probably you drowned him. Yeah. I mean. Oh, God. But. The bad part. You probably had to whip him and the dad because the dad watched him. And no, let him the dad it. was the one that threw it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He snatched the yeah, rod away from the kid day. and cast it at the drone. Yeah, to watch this. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. Oh, That's why God. we can't have nice things. I yeah. Swear. But. It'll be a good time again. I'm, it, it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be a dang good time. But. Uh, How far we got into this thing right now? I don't know. It won't tell me. Don't update until okay. I pause it. So. Well, I think that's going to carry us into our second break, and we will be back with the Back 40 School Session podcast. 
Hey, boy, you got your bow set up for this year? Uh, not really, not yet. Well, what broadhead are you planning on using? I, I haven't figured it out yet. You really need to go check out NAP broadheads. They've got a line of new broadheads out, including the new DK4, and then my personal favorite is the Spitfire Double Cross. Oh, really? Ain't the DK4 like the mix between a mechanical and a fixed broadhead? It sure is, and it's like throwing a hatchet through the side of a deer. You're going to have blood trails that look like you've sprayed them with a water hose. That's what I'm talking about. If that's the case, I think I'm going to go with one of those. Go check them out. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. I'm all right, ready. let's turn we're, this thing We're on. going. Oh, wow. Yeah, we recorded all that. All right, cool. All right, guys, we are back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And so we've went through all of our deer season prep, bear season prep, kids Not fishing Not super day. exciting, but it is what it is. It well, is as exciting as our deer season prep with, uh, oh wow, I had his name right there and it went blank. Sean Lundy? Sean Lundy, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, Sean. I don't know why. I went to call him Mark. I don't know why. Holy crap, dude. Have you seen his posts here lately? Like pictures of him in it? Yes. I mean, jacked like a... Yeah, like God. (laughs) jacked up, dude. I mean... What's in that deer meat he's eating? Holy cow. Yeah, seriously. Like, he worked out stuff anyways, but... But damn. Holy cow. Yeah. (laughs) Sean, if on the off chance you hear this, good job, buddy. You dang right. Like, freaking Jack Diesel there. Yeah. Anyway... That was a good episode. Though. That was a good episode. He's a heck fun. of a nice guy. We need to get him back on here sometime. Yeah, I think we do. I, I think, think he should. would do it, too. I mean, Yeah, I know he would. I'm sure he would. So We need to get him on there. I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah. Might do it for the next one or two. So we've been teasing these whole trips we got planned yeah. this fall. We've got some big things coming. Yeah, speaking of prepping, it ain't just actually getting out in the field and putting feed, putting feed out and putting seed in the ground. It's getting ready and planning what you're going to do in the fall. Yeah. And... We have been planning hard on what's coming up. And yeah, and we've landed we've got some a lot. pretty freaking awesome trips this year. Yes. I mean, we're going some cool places. So Last year we had our highlights was, you know, obviously our home hunts, mm-hmm. the Velvet Hunt, South Carolina, Shane's Illinois trip, and a Canada trip. That yep. was kind of like the highlight. Oh, Matthew's Ohio trip. Yeah. Like that was kind of the, the highlights of the year. This year, I think it's going to be even, and it's going to be even better. It's going to be friggin' sweet. It's going to be awesome. It's going to so, be a lot of fun. I guess the first one to happen, it's the earliest one, is your trip. Is my trip. It's probably the coolest of the trips. Let's hope so. I mean, it's, it, it's got killer. a lot of potential to be awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I had another trip booked to Illinois this year. Yep. And I had a trip for two. I had reserved spot for two. I was hoping that Chris could go, and then he ended up having to back out. And so I told Dad, I was like, man, you need to shut the shop down and go to Illinois. And he just him hollering, I don't know, I don't know. He had a bad experience in Illinois last time he went. Yeah. We went with a crappy outfitter, and he froze his ass off. It was a muzzleloader hunt, and it was just a money racket. That's all it was. Yeah. My new outfitter, which will be in the episode that's coming up, he's an awesome guy. I mean, it's yeah. he's a stand-up guy. It's a great place to hunt and everything, and I wanted Dad to go up there and experience the November rut. I had a trip planned for the first week of November. Yeah. And... I never could get him to commit, and I never could get him to commit. And my accountant, who is a really good friend of mine, he's hunted with us for years. I mean, he just happens to be my accountant now, but he's been my friend way before that. 
um, he hit me up and he said, hey, you want to go on this trip with us? And I was like, well, let me double check with dad first and make sure that this Illinois thing is a definite no. Right. And so I cornered dad here in the shop one day and I was like, look, I need to know right now. Like, right now, are you going with me to Illinois? He's like, no. I said, is that a hard no? He said, that's a hard no. He said, if you want me to go hunting with you somewhere, book a trip to South Texas because I'm not going somewhere and freeze <laughs> right. my ass off again. I right. said, deal. And so I called my outfitter and I asked him if we could put it off till next year, till the 2023 season. Yeah. He said, no problem. So I called Doug back and I said, here we go. Got online and booked my plane ticket to South Africa. Africa. Yes. Let that and sink in. Africa. Yeah. Like, holy crap. <laughs> We're going just sick. a little bit southeast of the Appalachian Mountains. Just, just, a, touch, a, just a touch. <laughs> just a little bit. So, yeah. Um, we're flying out of Asheville to New Jersey, meeting up with Doug's brother at New Jersey Airport, Newark. Too easy. Newark, New Jersey, I think, is Newark. where we're flying in. Newark, N E W. Newark. Yeah. And then we're flying from there to Johannesburg, meeting a PH in Johannesburg and getting in some SUVs and hauling tail into the bush. And I'm excited Bad about gum. it. It's going to be it's awesome. It's going to be sick. It's going to be freaking awesome. Like, and it's... Let us in on all the tags there is to be filled down there. Like I don't even know. You there's a you're shooting for. There's a lot. A but lot. I think my focus is a kudu to start out with. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest animal I'm going to try to kill. I mean, I don't... We can hunt anything. Right. But that's just always been kind of one of those bucket list animals for me. They're huge. Right. I mean, they're massive and they're beautiful. They're so freaking gorgeous. Um, you got to kill a warthog. You can't yeah. go to Africa and not kill a warthog. So I'm going to wipe out a warthog. Pumbaa, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's what Parker said. She's like, you're going to kill Pumbaa. I was like, yep. And maybe Timon if I see him too. Yeah, exactly so, right. Um, an Impala. I'm going to try to kill an Impala. And then we'll just see what else after that. I mean. Yeah. It's one of those deals you can kill as much as your pocketbook can support. Yeah. They they don't really care down there. It, mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Indians in Canada. They don't really care. They've got yep. tags for everything, apparently. Yep, so. take it. But, no, it's it. the weather's going to be freaking awesome. It's like early fall here. Yeah. Um, what When are you going, did you say? We're going in August. August. Yeah, toward the end of August. Gotcha. And, uh. The weather where we're going is going to be low to mid 40s in the morning, hoodie weather. Yeah. And middle of the day, it'll be 65 or 70 degrees. Perfect. Yeah, it's going to be freaking awesome. Archery tackle, we're taking bows. Um, Crossbow or compounds? Compounds. Why not? Yeah, we're taking compound bows. Hunting out of ground blinds that are recessed ground blinds. So yeah. the window is, the bottom of the window is ground level. So you're actually kind of looking up, up at, them. at these animals. That's going to be insane. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. That is going to be freaking insane. I've got the GoPros going to be on everything. I'm actually yes. buying another one. So I'm going to have three or four GoPro angles. Um, I'm a little concerned with the big camera. Um, I may actually buy a smaller 4K camera. Really? Yeah, I'm, I've been looking pretty heavy about buying a smaller 4K camera because yeah. the biggest issue is going to be getting everything in. The 
guides down there they have rifles if you want to use a rifle like they've right. got some really high dollar rifles that they'll just let you use whatever caliber you want to so right i'm packing everything that i absolutely need in a carry-on bag and that way if something happens because the rest of my clothes are going in my bow case yeah which is going to be my check and if something happens to it and it doesn't show up on time or something I've got all my cameras and all my gear and stuff in a carry-on bag. So I'm right. trying to get everything as compact as possible Yeah, to carry on to an airplane. And yeah. And that's going to be killer. It's 18, 19-hour plane ride from New Jersey to Shoo. Johannesburg. <laughs> but it, it's just like last year driving to Canada. It's me and Mitch were talking. You just have to put yourself in the right mind space you've right. got to prepare for it and you've got to go into it knowing look this is going to take some time but i'm going into a world-class destination that a lot of people never get to see and yeah you just suck it up buttercup and and do yeah, it get your head right and do it and like last year i never got like a lot of times on road trips you get anxious or you're like oh, right. i want to be there right. i want to be there i never got anxious last year i just, just enjoyed the trip right it's something you've never seen before enjoy the trip have a good time with right. it right and so that's that's the mindset I'm going into it with, but I'm excited. It's going to be killer. Once again, NAP broadheads, no pressure, but we need shitload of broadheads here. Oh, we've got to hook up on that. Yeah. Did you get me some of those blunt tips, too? We've got blunt tips coming. So, yeah. yeah they Apparently, really they have a... Good. Look at that big old rainbow right there. God double rainbow. Oh, that's wow. a double. Yeah. Big double rainbow. Yeah. No, apparently, they're overrun with guinea fowl. Which is just like a guinea. Yeah. Um, and they're wanting you to take out as many as you possibly can. So they want you to bring down a bunch of, of blunt tips and just shoot guinea and any other type of bird. What's the matter? You got pink eye? No, I don't know what it is. My eye swelled up like faster yesterday, and it's getting back again. That's pink eye. Somebody poop on your pillow? Probably. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Trey's like, yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're going to Africa. And Africa. I'm excited. That alone is absolutely insane. It's like, going to be a lot of fun, and we're down there for like two weeks. Yeah, like it's not a real short trip. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, that that was an interesting con- conversation. Whenever I yeah. told Dad, I'm like, "Okay, you're not going." He said, "No, why?" I was like, "Give me thirty minutes," because I was I've they've been hitting me with this, hit me with this, want me to go. Since we went to Georgia last year. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Like, there's no way I can fulfill my duties as a father and an employee and everything else and be able to make it happen. Right. And so I called all the people that I needed to touch base with and do all these things with. And every one of them's like, that's freaking awesome. Right. Do We'll do what we have to do to make it happen. Right. And... So everything just kind of fell in line in a span of about 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, it happened like that. Yeah. And so I come back to that. I called Doug. I'm like, send me the plane details I'm in. He did book the plane. What are you pointing at? The like, computer. Oh, I thought there was a ghost. This is an update. I got you. Are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like everything fell into line. Just perfect. And so I go back into Dad's office, like tw- literally, like twenty minutes later, and I was like, "Well," and I'd already called my outfitter in Illinois and moved that trip back. Everything just fell into line. I went back in Dad's office and I said, "Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to Illinois this year." And he's like, "What in the hell have you planned?" Because he could tell by yeah. looking, like I'm 
freaking out. I'm still a little. Right. I'm nervous. I'm nervous as rape cat right now. I'm freaking out just it. a little bit. But he's like, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going to the motherland. He's like, what motherland? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm going to Africa. And he's like, what in the hell? What's <laughs> his exact words? <laughs> and his biggest concern, and I'm not wanting to jinx myself, is somebody getting attacked by a black mamba could care less about a lion or a wildebeest or anything a black or a uh, freaking uh water buffalo or anything like that his biggest concern is somebody getting bit by a black mamba so like snake right yeah that's the one that if you get bit they lean you up against a tree and cross your arms and that way when they get back to you they can get you in a casket because you die within like 10 minutes or something. oh wow yeah i mean it's fast it, it's a legitimate concern. I think I'll pass on that trip. <laughs> yeah, it's a legit concern. <laughs> I'm good. Now, that's when you uh, trip the guy beside you and run like hell. Uh, Let it bite him. But Shoe. Shoe was right. Mm. <laughs> he said, Mm-mm. shoe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, that's no one for me. But, no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. the old Randy Jackson. Yeah, that's you ain't got to outrun dog. the snake. You just got to outrun Christian. Wouldn't be hard to do. So, yeah, we've got but that That coming. being said, I've said this before, but I've started my, not my diet, but I've started a new track in life. I'm trying to lose some weight. Cool. And there's a reason behind it. Good reason. What is it? We're getting to that. Elk trip. Two of them. Nice. In November, going to Arizona yep. with Kate Taylor and her husband, Greg. Yeah. They've got elk tags in Arizona. And I think he said he's got a mule deer tag in Colorado. That's what he said. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be, like, end of November. Kate's got a, I think hers is a muzzleloader elk tag. And he's got a rifle elk tag, I believe. I have those flipped. They might be backwards. Yeah, it's Uh, one or the other. Right. And... I gotta lose some weight. <laughs> I gotta oh, get yeah. in shape, and I, and and not in a hurry, but I've gotta get on it. Well, you need to be able to walk ten miles uphill with no problem. I mean, to do those elk hunts, yeah, it's I mean, it's crazy. It's gonna be insane. I'm It'll be super freaking excited. Awesome. I mean, I'm yeah, not the one tag, yeah. but I get to go film it. It's for the holler hunters. They're they're local people. We're gonna have them on the podcast here in the next couple of weeks if everything goes the way it's supposed to. Yeah, and y'all get to hear and talk to them or them talk to you kinda. yeah whatever you, get to, yeah. you get to be introduced to kate and greg they're great yes people. they really are they're friends of mine i've i've known kate since god early high school right awesome people great they really people. are they're and a lot of fun too you will laugh your ass off whenever oh, you yes. go with them they're hilarious it'll be a blast but we've got that trip to think about that's november yeah and then of course we've got our other stuff and we've got the tennessee velvet hunt yeah that's going to be the first big bang yeah you know We've got some stuff maybe lined up for the early South Carolina season, you know. Yeah. As a possibility. Yeah. And I think Matthew said he's going to Ohio again. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, I got a hunt booked for Ohio, too. Nice. Uh, you know, remember Jackson? Ish. Well, one of his buddies has a place up there. We've been talking, and we're lining everything up to where I can go hunt up there. They're getting cameras out for me and stuff. And so far, it's lined up to be what it needs to be. So, that's that's in the works, too. So, we've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe for this deer season coming up. Yeah, I mean... A lot. 
there's a lot going on in or for this hunting season in general I yeah mean, i'm super excited for the hunts here yeah the hunts at home are going to be spectacular I mean, everybody's putting in work we've been working on you've been putting in food pots i've been working on stuff mitch oh. Matt, everybody's been working on everything and it's going to be killer yeah trey you've been watching what i said yeah just leave me out of all your work you put in oh sorry trey's been doing christian's food plots for him yep that's what it was yeah yep yep so sorry yeah i just hired trey that's free labor i get to hunt at least maybe that's what you think yeah that's how this always goes yep you'll hunt this no we're gonna have hopefully an awesome season like i said i feel like me and porky's used about every bit of juice that horseshoes got in it last year and the year before yeah so i'm not holding my breath for any fantastic stuff coming out of our camp this year but it's okay i'd say it will not nah, um if it does awesome i have one focus this year as far as whitetails go what's that parker's gonna kill a buck this year yes like it's happening this year she's had a run of really good bad luck <laughs> yeah that's what it has been it's been good bad luck yeah the last two years i mean with the mishap on the big deer over at limbo falls shooting the blind yep. after we had to readjust the gun and then Last year with the deer tucking tail and running and stopping the bullet, I just, right. that was my fault. I didn't tell her to hold over. Right. And shooting that three fifty legend, that bullet just tucked in right below the pocket on its side. And yep. It's, she's had a run of good, bad luck. Right. I mean, we've seen some awesome deer, had some awesome opportunities to cut and close the door. It's going to happen this year. Right. It's going to be good. I really think. I really think we're going to try it before rifle season even gets in because yeah. she's wicked with that crossbow, son. Oh, yeah. I mean, you put that raven in her hands, and she is tough to deal with. I guarantee it. 40, 50 yards. She's, I wouldn't want to be on the other end of it. So, I think she's got it. I think it'll happen. I hope so. I'd love to see her kill a big deer. It's just there's nothing makes me happier than see that young and do stuff yes. like that. I mean, it's awesome. We couldn't close the deal on a turkey. As good a luck as she has had deer hunting, she's had the exact opposite bear or turkey, turkey. hunting. And yeah, yeah, like <laughs> you, but she stays awake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. And Benny's wanting her to go in and kill a bear. Benny's wanting to be put her on a bear this year. Awesome. Because last year, I mean, we were at the tree. We, yeah. We we done all the hard part except for shooting the actual bear. So right. We'll see. She's got it. She can handle it. Oh, I don't have no doubt she can handle it. And she's dying to. She's wanting to, son. She wants to be on YouTube. She's excited. She's got it. She can do it. <laughs> but, There's, yeah, we've got a lot of awesome hunts coming. It's going to be epic. It's like one of those things you kind of, whoa. What? This freaking geese flying, or goose flying in is like, he, he must be hitting some crosswind because he was coming in steady and he literally flipped upside down and dropped like five feet and then flipped back over. He'd done it twice. So I don't know what's going on out there. He must be hitting some crosswind. He looked like my drone at the fair last year. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Oh, Lord. God. We're going to have to do some updates on that thing or something. It's yeah. acting all kinds of ignorant. Yeah, that was rough. I yeah, watched that, it. That was hilarious. Done that in the fall. Yeah, that one, I was cutting the video up for the episode we're working on. Well, it done it in it Illinois just, on me the first time yep. when I was trying to film that train. Yep. And I thought and that like I thought it was going to hit that train. Yeah. I was like what? Yeah. Did it just do. Yeah. But, evasive maneuvers. I think something was after it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. But no, like you say, we've got some killer stuff. We keep, we've said it before. Probably should say it a hundred more times. It's it's constantly getting better yeah it's getting better if our producer would ever get the show out hey i'm getting there i'm getting there so let's get into that what's coming next with the youtube show a lot 
we told you episodes are coming. They're still coming. We've got My Dear episode coming out right now. Yep. Probably should, if everything uploads like it's supposed to not be airing tomorrow or Sunday. Yep. More truck action than NASCAR on a Friday night. You dang right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and then, uh, then we've got the Illinois trip. That is, after adding some of this, it's already my favorite episode we've put out. I just wish he was bigger. Dude, I'm telling you, on video, he Oh, no, there ain't nothing wrong with that deer. He's no. just a three-year-old. Yeah. It's just, I I, I got excited. I There's no way. Can't say nothing. We could have, I would have not let that deer walk. There's no way. Yeah, he was watching it when I was editing on it. And yeah. He, I mean, it's. I thought you was going to let it walk there for a minute. Like, Well, you? I started to. Yeah. And then I got to looking around, and I'm like, I can see 2,000 yards in three, three directions. What are the odds that I'm going to get a deer within bow range? In five days. Right. Probably not real good. And, I mean, there were a lot of guys that ended up having opportunities, and there were a lot of guys that ended up seeing some giant deer but never could get them in range. That's just right. part of hunting the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, especially that part of the country, it's big ag fields and small fingers of timber. What are you what looking at? What is your problem, dude? Yeah, I holy s- crap. There was a bird just literally face-planted into that wall and fell down. No, it did not. We would have heard it hit the no, window. That wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, that probably happened. I looked over and I was like, "He's looking for Jesus or something." Like he's stepping out on the cloud as yeah. we speak. I thought the government was coming wide in on helicopters. Yeah. I mean, we. I didn't know what was going on. Anyways. Anywho. Yeah, that, I know the excitement. I'm That's, excited about that episode too. It's going to be great. I can't say nothing because my dear episode, the excitement got the best of me, and I shot crabs from the truck. Off, off camera video. yeah after everybody hears all this lesson you gotta get it on video you gotta get it on video and there i am the quality's gotta be there and screwed <laughs> that up bigger than far dominique when i missed him in both season it is spectacular video i mean why not yeah yeah except for the big part of me missing him at Throwing 35 yards hell mary up into a tree yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's hard to shoot a bow from hip. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and you were so excited. I don't even think you I'm looked down the street. I'm pretty sure it – I don't think I did. I mean, I know I put it up to my cheek, but, I mean, it – I you forgot to look at the sight. I guess so. Like, I ah! knew I was busted. Like, I knew when that deer looked up. I don't know why I thought that. It was just that instinct well, And of, if you look I'm at busted. the video, it Boop. don't look like you were busted at all. No, and I wasn't. <laughs> You, I wasn't. You panicked. I did. I just panicked. You I like, panicked. I'm bust. Every yeah. I didn't. Ex- like it's one of those deals. Like one of those fake it team make it deals. Like I'm playing all this game. Like I know what's happening. I know this is how it's going to go. Everything's going to work just right. And it actually did. So it, like in a sense, almost scared me. Like oh my god, it actually happened the way I said it would happen. Holy crap! Uh, I'm going to screw this up. And then I screw this up. I mean, <laughs> I've had those moments, dude. It happens. Oh, it but was, God, it makes it that much more better when it happens. Whenever it all comes together, it comes together. But I in would, a sense, I would like, love to have that string of messages you sent me whenever you killed that deer. Oh my god, I was so tore up because it was like just it's a one of those things. Of, like it's cringy to watch, like especially for me. I'm like, oh my god, why would I put this in there? But it's one of those things. That's why you do what you that's, do. That's it us. tears you up. Yep. I mean, when you see how excited I was when I killed it, even though it wasn't on camera, I was tore up. Oh yeah. I mean, I was calm. I was like, this deer's right here. It's crabs. I can't let him go. Uh. Uh-uh. And I've got to take a shot at him. And I could. I sat there and thought about. It. I was like, why didn't I put? 
like after the fact, it's like, why didn't I put the camera on the toolbox? But I remember why. My block on the tripod, yeah, it the camera will it's fall forward, forward, and I'm like, and I knew that's yeah. what was going on. I yeah. remember I saw the footage yesterday; it kept falling. It's like that's why I didn't do it. Yeah, and I couldn't get my tripod out without making a ton of racket because it was buried in all my stuff. No, you you done what like, you had to do on that deer. You can't mm. let one get out of the road. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I knew something was coming out of that. But no, you did good. It is one of those things. Like, it happened once. What I mean, what's the chances of, of of your shooter butt coming to your truck when you're getting ready to go hunt? Yeah, you're getting out, getting your stuff ready, and look up. And holy crap, there he is. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, but if it was to ever happen again, I'd probably have kill to kill him again. I don't know. Kill him again. I don't know. Son, bird in hand. You got to take the opportunities given True. to you. True enough. We're we have great partners, and luckily, there's nothing. No, none of our partnerships we have are like. If you don't have it like this, we're leaving you. So thank well, God. Well, here's for that, the thing: we show be we show it the way it is. We yep. show the real life hunting of average American hunters. I mean, that's just all it is. There's nothing great about any of us. We yep. are all generally decent hunters. Yep. And we show it exactly how it happens. Yep. We show the hits. We show the misses. We show the mishaps. And that's what, I mean, that's what we set out to do. That's what we said we were going to do when we started this show. Yep. We're not going to smoke mirrors and show you, try to pass this off as we're all a bunch of pros. We're a bunch of freaking idiots that like to deer hunt and bear hunt. Yep. And that's that's what we're going to put on camera. Here we are. (laughs) Yeah. We just have access to some decent cameras and try to put out some decent content content comments comments yeah yeah we don't get any comments but we try to put yeah. out content yeah so we get normally rough comments but it's fine well no, it I'm is what kidding. it is no, we got we got great viewers great. i think the people that watch the show regular they watch it because they realize hey these guys are just like us this they, is real <laughs> this I mean, makes me feel better about what i'm doing yeah yeah, yeah i ain't the only one doing this i yeah. mean i tell tell it how it is i mean it's it was redneck how it happened and but god it's fun yeah it's fun we have fun yes and that's what it's all about yep and me and dawson were talking about the muzzleloader deer and the recovery and it was just fun and yes. that's what we're here for exactly if you ain't having fun why are you doing it exactly and we ain't here to make a killing off of stuff obviously if he was it'd look a lot better <laughs> no and what's funny to think it was it four or it was either it was a few years ago. Look at him go. He's in the mic now. Me and Christian, we just got back from bear hunting, and he wanted to film it. And we'd filmed all day that day. And we said, one day, we're going to have a hunting show. Yeah. And look where we're sitting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was five years ago, six years ago. I don't know, but it was like two o'clock in the morning. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. That's why we do it. Right. It's a ball. I mean... It really isn't. And I still love looking back on the first season's hunts. I mean, I'm telling you. And every year from now on, I don't know that this will ever take off and go anywhere. But even if it don't, we're going to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Because it's just fun. Yeah. It's a great hobby. Love to do it. Yeah. It's a challenge. Yeah. It's a self-filling. God. Well, and I was telling Dawson, I've almost got to the point now, like, if I'm not carrying a camera, I feel almost guilty about being in the woods mm-hmm. like as weird as that sounds like last year i went hunting that one evening because i yeah. had those guys up and i sat down i walked into one of my spots and sat down and here comes a freaking three-year-old 
eight point with like yeah. eight inch g2s and like five or six inch g3s it wasn't a shooter deer right. but it's still a hell of a deer and he's at 20 yards and i don't have a camera right and like it never even crossed my mind to pull my gun up I, even if it would have right. been a shooter i wouldn't have shot him it's like i'm sitting there the whole time like shit can i get to my cell phone and get this on video like, right holy crap look at that deer right there yeah like if nothing else it's a way to preserve your memories I yeah i mean some of your best hunts you'll ever have in your life yeah i mean every hunt's a great one of the reactions yes that's my favorite part one of my my favorite reaction was matthew yes when he shot that deer he's down he's down it was so good (laughs) yeah it was great it tickled me to death love it my favorite is when he shot tex or whatever his name was yeah, he cut the camera off for that. Got really good. <laughs> I couldn't I'd show all of that. Give anything to have the phone call to mom on camera. Yeah, mom, I did it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the mom. I think it was Lacey and Kevin. I had them on a group call because I called mom whenever you and me were leaving. No, you told me you called your mom and was crying like tears know. of joy. That's what you told me. Oh, I straight up, I cried. Oh, yeah. I was tore up. That's awesome. But, I mean, something you work, I don't care who you are. So you work that hard for something and you can finally make it happen? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think a that lot we of should. luck, but hey, it happened. It was awesome. It was it was awesome. awesome. It was I, I. It was fun to be a part of. Like, it, it tickled me to death. I jumped out of the stand and like took off. We still had 30 minutes of daylight left. I just bailed out on my hunt. I was yeah. like, that's awesome. I was tore up. And it was also funny to see him get rid of the guts. That was a good part of that video. Shoot. <laughs> that was awesome, too. I, that Shoe. was my favorite thing that happened that weekend. That was awful. <laughs> awful. I'm telling yeah, you. I've, that gut pile's rough, especially early. That gut pile's rough. <laughs> can't do smells. I can't do the smells. I don't know why. Well, See, that one, don't bother me. That one's but the smells. dump pile from a turkey house. Or, well, from 10 turkey houses. Yeah. That's where, the, if a turkey dies in the house, that's where they put the dead yep. in that in that pit. And it's rough. It's bad. I mean, it's real bad. It's, it's bad. It's wrong. But, but anyways, it made for a funny video. It so did. But Good way to end an episode. Yeah, it was. Which I wanted to get back into doing some of those funny clips. You know, putting those funny clips in. Just yeah fact of getting caught up that's back to our housekeeping stuff we've got episodes coming there's no slack on them it's editing them i'm edit. i don't think i've let up a day editing yet hardly just getting them out pushing them out hopefully before deer season we're caught up yeah and everything will be a couple week you know a couple of days to a week or so out yeah when we get it so heck yeah just a fact of doing it yep 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 and i think it pretty much covers everything so as always guys thank you for listening we appreciate your support um if you don't mind wherever you're listening to this uh like it subscribe share hit notifications buttons anything you can do uh get on there leave us a comment give us something to talk about if you got something you want us to talk about or just say something just give us a comment help us out with algorithm help us move up the list um if you don't mind, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, like it, watch it. We got a lot of stuff coming out. A lot. We've got a lot of stuff we've just put out. I mean, yep. Last couple of months we've had a handful of videos put out, and yep. Compared to what it was, we went for a handful of months with nothing. Yeah. But now that hunting season's over, we're pushing them out, and yep. The deer season stuff's coming 
well, out just about right. Yeah, know? it's coming out in time. It's it's time for everybody to start getting fired up. Right, and I mean, I always I try to I always try to harness mine until the Fourth of July. Yeah, so I don't get burnt out before deer season comes. But yeah, it's time. I'm already in it. It's almost time. It's getting there, one last so. thing for the podcast. I had this question there for me. You know, you know how I think it's a, it's a pretty general thing for everybody. People, like especially girls now, they'll go to YouTube and like they'll watch these certain cleaning videos and it gets them pumped up to like clean a house. Like it's weird. I know it's weird, but it there's like Lacey does this and she shows me like all these videos that's on out there like these like housewives, not housewives, but like these women that clean their house and show like video all everything. Yeah. And like put some music into it and it pumps these people up to like go and clean. Well, okay. what I'm getting at here is I can do the same thing with deer hunting. There are certain shows you can I can watch, and it'll absolutely just it's like a you did shot the same of, thing with turkey hunting too. I did like hard. Yes, like there's just an injection of like adrenaline of, of of wanting a deer hunt. My show for that is Buck Commander. Like there's one out of all the shows. Like I like a lot of deer hunting shows. Yeah, but for whatever reason, Buck Commander. When I, I can watch like three or four episodes of that, and like. I'm ready to get in deer standing. Oh yeah, right then. Yeah, what would be yours if you had one? Is there one? Is there anything like that that can do that? I worded that the worst way you possibly no, could. No, no, I'm w- I'm with you. I'm with you. Honestly, I don't know it, that it's pump up shows because for me, deer season's like such a marathon. It's like right. I know what's coming, and I don't know. I don't really have a pump up show. Um, I will say. If you come into the store here, if our show's not on the TV, it's either going to be Buck Commander or Seek One. Yeah. Ninety percent of the time. Right. And it's just because they kill freaking giants on Seek yeah. One, and it's like I'm just amazed at what they do in the areas that they do it in. Yeah. And not to mention their editing is freaking awesome. Yes. Like the I I just it's love the way they edit their videos and stuff. Um. Yeah, that's probably the two that. The two. I mean, I, I don't really watch anything to get pumped, pumped, but right. Which if, it's not if like I'm on you YouTube, have to. Yeah, if I'm on YouTube, that's the two that's on. Right. I was about to say, like, it ain't. It isn't even for the fact, like, I've got to watch it so I get pumped up. It's just which one does it? Yeah. And for me, that's the one. Like, I'll be I could, honest. We watched the other day, and like, I'm telling you, hell, it had him. Like, I'm ready to kill something. Like, yeah. let's go. When I, I, when I get to watching them like heavy right before the first of the season, because the new content's out on the Outdoor Channel, mm-hmm. you go to my house and look on my DVR settings, Bone Collector. And yep. I mean, I, I, it's just, I like watching people that are having right. a good time. Yep. I, I know that we're affiliated with them and whatnot, and this has nothing to do with that. Right. Because you could check that way before we started this, but... That's probably, like, as far as my hunting shows, that's probably my favorite hunting show on the Outdoor Channel. Yes. It's just Bone Click. Definitely. By far. And I like I, how it's put I together. I like how they run it. Yeah. It's great. It's all around awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, love it. Yeah. And honestly, or any uh, hunting show that's got David Blanton on it, because his energy, it just, yeah. his, his, his demeanor, yeah. it makes me happy. I like... Yeah. I like seeing happy people. I like surrounding myself with happy people. Yes. Waddell, Munt, T-Bone, they're happy. Yep. David Blanton's a happy guy. He's yep. just a happy All the guy. Time. And I like seeing people like that do it's well. excited to be, to be doing what they're well, doing. Well, and that's the thing. They've killed world-class deer right. for decades. Yep. And son, 
you put a freaking 140 inch deer in front of Michael Waddell or David Blanton, they release an arrow on it. They're tore they're up. Tore up. They love it. They love it. It's not. It's not gotten to their head. Right. They don't feel like they deserve it. They don't right. feel entitled to it. They're just happy to be there. And that kind of energy just puts a smile right. on my face. And that's the and kind of stuff I, I like to watch. And I think that's why I like it relates back to Buck Commander. Yeah. Same way. Well, that's they're the same way. They're so. I mean, when you look at it, the guys on it, they're celebrities. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. straight up. Oh, and yeah. to see somebody that, that gets, in a sense, idolized like they are, they're people, too. Well, and, and look how it tears them up. Luke Bryan, specifically. Is he oh, down? my God. Is he down? Is he down? I mean, like, yeah. to see, to, to the, that just shows you how well, and, Buck Fever really is. Yeah. It's, and it's you, a real thing. Luke Bryan's celebrity status since he started American Idols went to a whole Yeah, a whole level. different chapter. And to see that he's still down to earth and doing stuff like that. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. My favorite part about that show, too, is the deer camps. Yes. I mean, it just... They have one of the best deer camps, I'd say, of anybody on television. Yeah. It just, it's awesome to watch their energy and their interactions and stuff. And it just, like you say, it's happy people. It's people just enjoying being out hunting. Yeah, they're hunting some of the freaking coolest places in the world, but it wouldn't matter if they were hunting in South Carolina with us. Their deer camp would be the same. Right. They would just be happy. Right. And back so. on to the reaction thing, I think that we should do a video like me and Christian watched the other day. It's all different hunts of all their their best reactions. Yeah. Top ten reactions. We're we're getting a stockpile it, of reactions. It won't in our be videos. long and we'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it won't be far. We'll be able to do that. It's just getting enough contact to it. Yeah. We're pretty. Cl- we could probably do one now. We've got a lot of good reactions. I think we should do like a a two minute video of deer getting shot. Yes. Like just well, bang, 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 to, bang, 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 bang. Like, not to like get too far into that, but season three's coming. Yeah. That inquires a new intro. Well, I'm just saying an updated like, intro. Like and a pump up video of just stuff yeah. getting shot. It'd be a lot of fun. I think we're we're gonna definitely work on some some pump up videos. Yeah. Especially yeah. going into deer season. With social media, it's went from more pictures to video. Yeah. People like to see the reels and watch the videos. TikTok has changed all of that. Speaking of videos, holy crap. That video you posted or that uh clip you posted of the turkey you shot where you paused it. Yes. And you can see the shot. It's like five yards in front of the turkey's yes. head. Yes. That was awesome. That was wicked. That was great. But and speaking of TikTok, we've got a TikTok. We're gonna start posting stuff on it too. So cool. There's a lot of stuff coming. It's just little stuff here and there to make it st- make the viewing better yeah it's just more and more getting our name out there and growing right. the brand right so. at first it was we didn't do a whole lot of video stuff on social because we wanted to save it for the episodes well yeah once we get the episodes caught up it'll be way easier to post that type of stuff well on and social yeah and we wasn't sure how much content we were going to have and right. now that we can see that we've got plenty to work plenty with to work with that we can do stuff like that right so just learning and doing better. Yeah, it's all we we're can coming do from a keep... photography background and a backcountry woods background. Yep. I mean, we ain't done this before, so yep. just learning as we go. That's right. Having That's fun right. doing it. Dang right, we're having a good time. And thank you. We're going back to the housekeeping stuff. Thank you to all our sponsors um, that make this possible. Every one of them. Every one of you guys. Bone Collector, NAP Broadhead, Scent Crusher, Mountaineer Outfitters, Elk River Supply. Leopold Optics, Realtree, got bone collector. Thermosel. Thermosel. Decked. Mm. We're missing some. Federal Ammunition, Garmin. Yep. 
Carhartt. Carhartt. We're missing a few others. But thank you to Big all and J. our... Big and J. Yes, Big absolutely. And J. They have Especially been, right now. <laughs> yeah, right now, Big and J is a huge Onyx hunt. <laughs> Onyx hunt. Yep, we just got done talking about them. How do yeah. we forget them? But thank you to all our sponsors. That we don't forget them. It's just listing them. Yeah, yeah. we need it's, the sign back. We've got to have the sign back up. What yeah. was that? Hmm? He's a racket maker. Sir. Yep, he's a chatterer. But thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Like I say, get on, leave us a rating, write us a review, like it, share it, subscribe, do all those things. And we will be back with you in probably another two weeks. Probably about two weeks. About two weeks we'll be back. As always, thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Session podcast. Thank you. Well, they sure as hell know me. In that map dot town, 65 southbound in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks on every turn too sharp like voodoo can generally. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.